I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah And welcome back to another edition of the CMM Podcast. I won't change my mind, because I don't have to, because I'm an American. Yes, you are, and I am Wesley Sykes, and in the blue corner, standing in at a six-foot-one, weighing in at a robust 198 pounds, hailing from Westport, Massachusetts, he is the pitcher who struck out Nick Swisher. It's nasty Nicholas J. Esquire, championship challenger for hire. Wow, that was uh, pretty spot on with some of that. The weight, the height, a little off on the height, being generous, but I appreciate uh, it. You know, that's it's all athletes go go a little bit taller there. So mm. I was I was giving you the uh, uh, oh who's the who's the Alabama quarterback that everyone's waiting on there. Uh oh, geez. I, oh, but that guy yeah, waiting no. on hit Bryce Young's height. Yeah. Okay, but um, but yeah, I do. This was I'm I am very. What, I should have read up some thrown up something for you, but of course I never yeah, checked the know. intro beforehand. That's 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 the beauty of it here. 190. I was I was yeah being uh, yeah we're about the same size here, but I think you carry a little bit more um width. You know, I feel, I feel mm. like you're a little more thicker. You got more muscle on the bone there. That weighs more mm. than fat there. So that's where I was. Don't going sell with. yourself short. What's the well, you, you know you look more jacked on the show at least than I do every time. It's all glamour muscles there. That's well, that's kind of what we're working with. It's all, all, all glamour muscles. Plus, you know, you get me at the right time. I get very vascular at, at in the evening. So, uh, but we'll talk all about the male physique and more uh, mm. this week because we're discussing maybe back to back like best movies of the year so far for us uh, in, mm. in Creed three, uh, directed by uh, and starring Michael B. Jordan alongside Jonathan Majors. Uh, Tessa Thompson, and and we'll give Wood Harris a special shout out in there as well. Okay. Check it out. That's that's just a little (laughs) teaser that we got going on there talking about Creed 3. I'll I'll turn it up for the actual sounder there. But uh, before we get to all that, you know, be sure to smash that like button, subscribe, subscribe to us on YouTube, CMM podcast. Follow us on Twitter, uh, see at CMM underscore podcast. We got at Fry underscore guy one and at myself at Wesley Sykes underscore big underscore guys here on the CMM mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, you can find all of the audio versions uh, of the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever. But, uh, you know, let's let's hop right into it. Nick, um, what song are you walking out to for a championship fight? You know, of course, of course, these walkout entrances have gotten so huge, not even just in the movies, but you mm. know, IRL. And I imagine you have uh, a little more familiarity with this being a relief pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. You're a relief pitcher in college, right? Primarily, yeah. I did start a little bit here and there, but I was primarily a relief pitcher. But I will say, so, okay, I had the state of Massachusetts by Dropkick Murphys, of course, basic. But of course. I was in Chicago. I was You're outside. You had a rep. Yeah, exactly. I did. I think I did. I have shipped up. No, I think I did state of Massachusetts all uh, three out of the four years. The one year I deviated from it was because of friggin' Ted. I put, I did Flash Gordon nightmare season. Like it, it didn't, didn't throw that much and just did not go well. So never again. 
so that was a little too flashy you think not no not no uh no pun intended there but that was like a little too braggadocious you think uh, apparently it did not work out well for me every time I, I had a couple rough outings and then every time i came out after that hearing that song at home i was like yeah this was the biggest mistake i could have freaking made this was so dumb um if i was to pick it right now it would be uh the river by blacktop mojo which is a rock song that i just uh, came across a couple years ago and i'm absolutely in love with it okay i i like that i like that a lot for a a championship fight this is a song that i go to all the time and it often gets told to turn it down because it's either too aggressive or too filled with swears it's just not the right moment it's uh by a rapper who i really enjoy kind of underrated kind of an older guy faramach uh and it's called um simon says you might remember this from the Black Zilla skit in Chappelle's show. Uh, as a very memorable instrumental beat. Uh, but the uh, chorus is essentially just repeated. Simon says, get the fuck up. And <laughs> it's a great, and I think it says asking girls to rub on their titties. You know, it's like very uh, vulgar, but it's just such a great beat. It gets me amped up. I think that would be what I would need to get the, uh, the juices flowing. But I want to uh, circle back to something really quick. You said that intro that I had for you was mostly correct. Mm. I only chose Nick Swisher because it rhymes with pitcher. Did you really mm. strike out Nick Nick Swisher? No, he was before no. my time. No. Ah, uh, no. okay. I was gonna say that would be pretty cool. That sounds about right, actually. I feel like we were I was probably in high school when Nick Swisher was like in just college. coming into yeah. the league. Yeah, yeah. He's I feel like he's got 10 years on yeah something like that yeah it's, it's, it's pretty he's, he's quite a bit older i think that when i got there i'm pretty sure ohio state had named like their field i don't know if it was this, you know how some teams name like had the stadium name but then they named the field something different sure yeah, yeah i yeah. think they had hit the field named after him there was some part of the facility oh he was even a big 10 guy i didn't even know that oh, oh okay oh really no was, I, again it was just purely off a of rhyme you know well, that's all. <laughs> I do have a Nick Swisher story, but I can't share it on the air. I'll share it with you uh, after we get off. I got, I, I got a Nick Swisher story too. Yeah, I don't care. Ooh. I'll tell you tell you the story. I heard because he was a Cape League guy, so he was a, a, yeah. a stayed at the Wareham Gate when someone was housing him here. But I heard that he uh, maybe crashed his uh, you know scout fa host family's car like, like drunk driving or, or like a coach's car or something like that, joyriding late at night. Um, yeah, he's a big party guy. You know he. Uh -huh. He kind of seemed I, to live up to that lifestyle. I don't know how true that is, but well, surprised me. Um, since you're already saying it, that is the story that I know. And oh, apparent, really? yeah. and, apparent <laughs> and I believe I know the person. And I, uh, allegedly, uh, if that happened, the per uh, I've heard the person who helped him get out of it was my college coach. Oh, no kidding. Okay, yes. so there we go. We got cooperation there. We can go with the headline. That's that's two legit sources. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. Breaking news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get the sounder. Ah, uh, there we go. Damn, son, where'd you find this? From our lips, apparently, here. Uh, but I actually also saw this on Twitter. Now we'll actually get into uh, trending now. TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, uh, Turtle Fans Rejoice, coming out August 4th. The trailer released today, and just a real quick rundown on the uh, voice actors behind it, because it's a real... Uh, loaded cast, although the nerd, the turtles, I don't really know all that much. So we got Nicholas Cantu as Leonardo, uh, Shimon Brown Ju Jr. as Michelangelo, Micah Abbey as Donatello, uh, Brady Noon as Raphael, uh, Jackie Chan, here we go with some names here as Master Splinter, Seth Rogen as Bebop, John Steady as uh, John Cena as Rocksteady. Mm. So far, those three feel like spot on. Mm. Bebop, mm -hmm. Rocksteady, and Master Splinter, great castings. 
Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko, Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter Stockmay, and then Ayo Edabiri uh, as April. A little uh, bit of a change there. Yeah, I think that uh, the Stockman casting was good. I, th- I yeah, I think by and large the, the 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 known names they did a good job here, and then with the ones that I don't know, like looking at the uh, the trailer and everything, I, th- I thought they sounded great. Yeah, the trailer looks really cool. The animation looks cool. Again, uh, you're kind of going into that that kind of unique animation, maybe uh, a few shades different than like Spider Verse, but still kind of like that comic book esque type of feel. Yes. Um, so very, very unique in that. But I, again, this is just maybe my uh, naivete with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here. But, but Baxter and Mondo Gecko don't know who they are. Baxter, Baxter is a pretty uh, big character. I know I know the Gecko, but I don't I don't know a whole heck of a lot about him. Like, I, I know that I know there's a Gecko that's like who's involved in some some capacity. But um yeah, that's about all I got for you there. Like, I'm not like, I, I don't, I, he's like a scientist, Baxter, okay. and I'm trying to, I know he's involved in some recent shit that I've read, but um, yeah, anyways, um, but this was promising. I, I, you're, I agree with you on the They're filming side. them still? Yeah, they're filming themselves, throwing ninja stars, chopping up watermelons, being regular fruit ninjas, you know, like, I'm, I'm here for it. So having a good time. Um, again, very much in on the animation. Mm-hmm. Seems fun. If this uh, is in a similar mode to uh, uh, what I hope Super Mario Brothers will be, kind of be bridging that gap between old and new there. So, yeah, uh, that's all you can hope for. So, I think I, I just wanted to say I do agree with you on the animation style. I, I very much got like Spider Verse kind of vibes with this. But mm-hmm. I also wanted to add to Seth Rogen, who has done he's what in on the boys. He was in on Preacher. Yeah, on this. So, like he, I know he cares about the comic books, like comic book stories in general um which i love appreciate that very much but i also find it funny how like he he's in on all this and then he calls himself what is it the um like in the in the title it's like forever teenager yeah yeah yeah. yep Mm -hmm. but he just came out and talked about how like he had his issues with the mcu and he doesn't think it's for me but it's like i feel like teenagers are as much as anybody the prime audience for all the mcu stuff like forget about the issues that they've had recently yeah it just kind of seemed a little bit like I don't. I, when well, maybe that, if he's like, making all this stuff, then maybe he's uh, has more of a right to say this than any one of us, because mm. he's actually doing something that's you know counter to what maybe the MCU has been putting out recently. And then so that gives him even more of a right. That is a fair point. That is that is a fair point. Um, yeah, and know. and he's done a and he has done a good job with those things. I like when he was attached to this. I was like, this this has promise. And I think is it Rose Byrne is in uh, involved in this too. Yes, yes, yeah, she's also in it. Yeah, that's right. That's that's who I forgot there. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So again, even even more there. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm excited to see what comes of this. So again, Definitely. good. And I I don't know. I thought it was a pretty cool marketing rollout where they just announced everything. The you know all the castings and the voice actors and everything and all like the posters over the weekend and then like bam we get the trailer Monday I didn't hear anything about that previously and then it feel like it just kind of caught all of this quick buzz so mm-hmm. um, yeah cool cool stuff there. Damn son, where'd you find this? Found this in the UFC octagon, and that's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, he he actually went viral on Twitter this weekend as well uh, about you know fighting in his first UFC fight. Uh, at least that's what people thought. But what in reality it was, he's filming uh, footage for his new Roadhouse reboot. So uh, a lot of people have been speculating. I don't know if you saw that, Nick. He's looking very very cut up here. So. Maybe uh, maybe a little bit more beefier than what he was in Southpaw. You know, I yeah. feel like Southpaw he was probably a little more trim. 
Yeah, I mean, and I, I'll tell you what though, I didn't know he was doing a reboot, so I was really thrown off. No, I didn't. I didn't know it either. So I, I was like, first I was like, what is going on? And then it's like, all right, this has to be for a movie, but it looks crazy. He's like knee doing a flying knee to someone's face, and then you know, obviously, w- what people were speculating is that this is maybe the fight that gets him kicked out of the UFC, which then mm-hmm. uh, spirals him back to being a. Um, you know, a bouncer or wherever he's going to be. So that's like oh, kind of okay. like the start of the movie. So I, I, maybe, I don't know, but that seems to make sense. So it is because uh, I know when you said it, you wrote it down, it's like, I, I had no idea they were rebooting Roadhouse. I don't know who's asking yeah. for that. Um, but but I who mean, knows? I mean, that that's a, you got me interested. I wasn't asking for it, but that mm-hmm. like little promo right there got yes. me into it. Yeah. And, yeah. It's a good point. And I didn't even think about, like, I was wondering when they show that fight and it's like, well, wait a second, why are you showing, is this the, the final fight? Like this, this is right. good. Like you, you don't want this to get out that easy, but you're right. It's got to be something that like happens earlier on in the movie. But um, Roadhouse, that is, uh, that is. I wonder how many throat rips we're going to see Jake Gyllenhaal do then. I know. I hope we get at least one, at least one there. But you know what? If okay, so he let, let's play this out here. He gets kicked out of the UFC. He's too much of a bad boy. You know, mm. a little bit of a, maybe a John John Jones bone, but maybe maybe a little dirtier here. Maybe a a Diamond Dame Anderson here. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Um, he gets kicked out. He has to go back to his hometown, be a bouncer. Maybe he reunites with a high school girlfriend, re- reunites with himself, mm-hmm. uh, refines his passion for uh, uh, UFC, gets clean, gets sober, whatever, and then comes back and becomes the champion. Okay. I guess right? that could, that, yeah, I, I, that, that could work. I, I don't, but like that wasn't, I mean, that would also be you're not re- you're doing something different from what the original roadhouse was you're already doing something different from the original yeah yeah it's probably, yeah. Good. It's probably good to do that i just want to know who's going to play wade uh wade garrett that's sam elliott mm-hmm. elliott's character and he was pretty mm-hmm. badass in that movie mm-hmm. 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 yep that's that's good stuff there's yeah hopefully we got some more questions that are going to be answered here so hopefully i didn't just solve the whole movie but uh It'll looks exciting terrible. whenever whenever that's coming around that would not be ideal <laughs> damn son where'd you find this Where'd you find this, Nick? Uh, the Mandalorian, of course, is back. The first episode came out after our latest episode, CMM 210. Um, good return. Solid return. It's uh, same tempo as as usual with Mandalorian. Love spending time in that world and just hanging out with Din Jarden and Grogu. Um, and Wes, I don't know right now who's hotter between Pedro Pascal and Jonathan Majors. These two guys are absolutely cooking with gas at the moment. This is a top-notch question on your part, Nicholas, here. Uh, and, and it got me thinking. I think the only thing that you could do to differentiate is that Jonathan Majors is on the big screen for mm. these movies here, and then Pedro Pascal is on the on the silver screen here. But, yes. I mean, it's a Star Wars property, too, so it's tough to take that. And, obviously, like, the hottest show going on TV in The Last of Us. So, it's you know, it's, it's a strong question. I'm not sure if you can really have a wrong answer here. Yeah, and, and honestly, with both of these guys right now, I'm at the point where it's like, if they're in it, I'm interested. Like, period. Yeah. Because it's, if, as long as they have a prominent role, I should say. Because, like, they, Pedro Pascal, he was also, when he was in Game of Thrones, that was obviously at its its peak, or I guess at one of its stronger points, he did an outstanding yeah. job there. He's done an outstanding it's job over here. And, oh, my God. Yeah, Oberyn Martell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's another thing that he was in that I'm drawing a blank on, too. But between Last of Us and, and now Mandalorian, of course, and then Jonathan Majors, he's, the, the three roles that I've seen him in, at least, between Loki and Ant-Man and, and now Creed, I mean, that guy's must must watch. If he, is, if he has a prominent role in a film or even if he was doing shows, I, I got to give it a look. Yeah, no, I, I'm in. I'm in it to win it too with with uh, both of them right now. They're 
uh, particularly Jonathan Majors. But um, Pedro Pascal, he's he's interesting because as we're waiting on casting uh, for the Fantastic Four, he's been one of the names that have been floated around by fan castings, you know, for uh, mm. for Reed Richards. So if they're going to be hmm. going from, you know, the straying away from the traditional right, white role of, uh, of Reed w- Richards, that is a tough thing to say. Traditional <laughs> white role of Reed Richards mm. uh, and go with like a, like a POC or something. He's His name's been uh, brought up a couple of times. I think that would be a cool uh, option. He seems to kind of have that like quiet confidence about him. You know, maybe mm. maybe slight arrogance. You know, you see that definitely – it was a little more outward with Oberyn Martell. Yeah. Uh, but, but he definitely did have that kind of like bravado to carry himself with. I don't watch the Mandalorian. Maybe you could speak hmm. to that more, but yeah, well, you know what, honestly, looking at those three roles specifically, and obviously he was Oberyn for just a short period of time, which was a shame. One of my favorite char- characters from the series uh, for like at least side characters. Um, mm-hmm. He's shown between those three, a lot of range. So yeah, I, I, you're right. He probably could take on that role and, and do the character justice um, while also making it his own. But that, it's like, that's the thing too. It's not just these guys are in like awesome, like finding awesome things to be in. They're making it awesome because of what they did. And we'll talk about that more with mm-hmm. Jonathan Majors in a bit, but, um, but yeah, like just, just even with the last of us in Mandalorian, like he's still like kind of a hard, tough character um and gritty but he doesn't play them the same at all nor should he um but he doesn't mm-hmm. but he's shown range just in those two characters alone despite mm-hmm. them being similar um in a few ways all right i love to see so yeah but hopefully we get some news on on fantastic four too because uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to you know see see where that's going and i feel like that's been teased for out for so long just <laughs> just give us the casting already you know just give yeah. it to us some point uh, yeah hopefully soon Ah, a superb choice. What do we got this week in the comic book minute, Nicholas? All right, so uh, Doc and I do have some fun stuff planned on TLDR. We're going to be talking the clear and Hellboy the Crooked Man. And for those wondering, Hellboy the Crooked Man is supposed to be the plot of the Hellboy reboot. So I wanted to get in on that um, while we can. So I'll be talking about that and just kind of the character at large um, this week. The Clear is one of the series from uh, recently from Scott Snyder. As for books that are hitting shelves this week, from Image, we got Rogue Sun, issue 11, part of the Massiverse. DC Poison Ivy, issue 10. That recently became an ongoing series. I believe it started out as a mini-series, became a maxi-series, which is like 12 issues, and then now it's just an ongoing title because it has done so well. And then also, I haven't, I've gotten a chance to look at both those and been reading those titles, really enjoy them. Also, uh, we got a new uh, X-23 title, X-23 Deadly Regenesis um, that I'm going to be giving a look for the show. So I'll let you guys know how I feel about that one. But X-23, I mean, I, I got to give it a shot at least. So sure. that's it. Give it a close look, whatever whatever you're looking at down there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> had, had really zoom in on that one. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so I, um, but I'm excited for to give that one a chance. I don't know how I feel about the art looking at it so far, but the story, I mean, anytime it's Wolverine family related, it's uh, usually somewhat interesting. But that is it for the comic book minute this week, Wes. I love it. You guys, I was I was I a week late, dollar short here on uh, getting some love from from James Gunn recently. Oh yeah, that was uh, that, yeah, that was kind of surprising, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, right. Was yeah. that a, a retweet, a like, or, or what, it, what was it? Was that a there? it was a like? But you know what's funny is I've never I never knew likes to like have that much of an impact on people seeing it. But no, that that one had a pretty significant impact on it. Yeah, well, now I think the likes show up because now it, sh- it pops up in everyone's feed. So if oh, I'm yeah. following you and you see, like, I like big booty Latinas or something, now that's popping up into your feed. 
Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point because I definitely block a lot of people when I see, especially on the comic book Twitter account, when I see stuff, it's like, why is this? This oh, is not yeah. stuff that's on my feed. Yeah, and even now, because now you get the the following so for you too. So that's like even you know a whole yeah. other. Thing. And it's like the default. So it's like you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the default is the the, the for you, the, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's so annoying, man. It's just like just like give me the people I want to follow, and I'll find other people over through you know various ways. Right. Yeah. It's like I've already curated my list for me. You don't need mm-hmm. to tell me what's for me. No, uh, yeah. It's so annoying. And it's just like in the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, let's get to the main topic here. Maybe listen to the sounder all the way through if I got the, the sound up right. Let's uh let's see here. www.creethoughts.gov.wwwbackslashcreethoughts. Check it out. <laughs> All right, I think that's good. I think we got the most. It was not my best work there, but you know, I'm working with Creed. There's only so many different plays on Creed that I can do. But <laughs> we're we're talking about Creed three on the exit survey this week. Uh, what, what's the synopsis for those uh, who don't know? Nick? Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life, but when a friend, when a <clears throat> when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face off is more than just a fight. Yes, and this is uh, written by Ryan and Keegan Coogler, directed by and starring uh, Michael B. Jordan as Adonis, Donnie Reed, uh, Tessa Thompson as Bianca Creed, uh, Jonathan Majors as Damian Anderson, Wood Harris as Tony Duke Burton, uh, Felicia Rashad as Marianne Creed, uh, Mila Davis-Kent as Amara Creed, uh, Jose Benavides as Felix Chavez, Florian Montanu, Montanu, yeah. Uh, as Victor Drago and Tony Ballou as pretty Ricky Condon making a nice appearance. A mm. uh, little, little quick shout out to him from mm-hmm. uh, Creed one there, but this movie did very well uh, in the box office and seemingly by the critics, Nick, what do we got? Yeah. Hauled in a hundred point four million worldwide so far in its opening weekend, 58.6 million of that was domestic. Um, and let's see, it's the highest, wow, the highest opening weekend for a Creed series. First one got 29.6 million. The second one got 35.5 million. Received a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb and an 87.96 split on Rotten Tomatoes and a 4.1 out of 5 on Google Reviews with 95% of Google users liking this movie. Yeah, and I think we're right uh, on par with the the Google users here. So we'll get to our score and tweet length review. Uh, I got to give it a 94 out of 100. Pound for pound, a great action sports movie. Uh, quick pacing, sometimes maybe too quick. But enough time to soak up great performances from pretty much everyone in the, in the entire cast there. Uh, come for the boxing and stick around for a great movie experience, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a little bit lower on the grading, but we're basically neighbors um, in this one. Different houses, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Uh, Give it a 92 out of 100. Jonathan Majors Mm -hmm. was outstanding. His performance and the way the character was written made this movie next level and more than just an entertaining action sports movie like Creed 2 was. Um, I love it. We haven't done gradings. We haven't done this. Is the first Creed movie actually that we have reviewed. Um, I'm not going to put you on the spot to give me your grades because I don't know what my second Creed uh, movie is, but I feel like the first one was probably like a 
in like a 96 range. And that was kind of my barometer where it was like, okay, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. have that at 96. This was really good. Definitely better than the second one, which I did like, but I can't go and put this at the level you had it of a 94 because it's just the, 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 the first one was just, it's the original, um, you know, mm-hmm. reboot. It's a little bit more challenging Well, not reboot, but taking the franchise further, uh, the Rocky franchise a little more challenging. So I had to, that's why I ended up landing on a 92. Yeah, and I, I could see that too. This this might be recency bias for me, but I I thoroughly enjoyed uh, not only the movie but the movie experience, the theater as a whole. I, I mentioned this in our group chat after this was the first movie that people clapped at that I was a part of at the end. That mm. maybe maybe it was Top Gun Maverick, but definitely Endgame. Uh, mm. Which I, so like I haven't been in that type of a theater where every where the consensus was like really jacked up and then even during the fight scenes you're hearing the people going oh and kind of like jumping out of their seats and that sort of thing so it's like people were really into this which i think had an effect on me i think it kind of has an effect on everyone when like everyone's kind of vibing at the same time like that right but i'd have to go back and watch uh the original creed uh to see kind of where that stands because it does uh, like you said a lot more of heavier lifting of kind of picking up where where rocky left off and, and which was kind of like at a dead end, you know, by Rocky mm-hmm. five, Rocky Balboa, yeah. huh. um, and kind of reviving the, the, the whole franchise and making it its own. So, you know, you got to give it credit for that, but, yeah. um, you know, first time through there's, there's very little to hate about this movie. And for a trilogy, you know, you don't really, you can't say that too often. No, I, I agree. And I mean, coming off of the first one too, where it was like, this is, um, you know, we'll, we'll get right into the exit survey questions coming off of the, the first one, the second one, where it was like, it was good but not as good as the first one, which I mean is to generally be expected, but you add Jonathan majors to the mix. I think an interesting story. Wes, did you think that this movie lived up to the hype and anticipation? Yeah. Yeah. Exceedingly. So, I mean, I, I think everybody was excited to see Jonathan majors here and kind of see what, what he was going to be able to do. Um, and, and to me that met uh, expectations kind of exceeded that too. And, you know, I think w- what makes every, uh, great Rocky or Creed movie is, is the villain, right? Is the is the foe, the opponent that they're going up against. Mm. Um, and every bad one you can point to, it's like, uh, it's like the guy's not that good. But you know, so I think that Majors is such a big is a major role here to kind of use a bad pun. Uh, and, and making this this movie so uh, so memorable, so good. One hundred percent, yeah. And I mean, and and we can get into. I'll also get into that in a bit. But I I just want to say I, I agree. Like it definitely exceeded it. Um, because I I came into this like you know just seeing different reactions, critics and stuff. And I, I don't I think I saw a Screen Rant tweeted out or maybe it was on Facebook or whatever. Um, but like there was this was like this got a good grade um from i don't know rotten tomatoes or imdb but then i saw some of the other gradings and i was just like wait wait a second what the hell's going on like rocky balboa was rated higher than like rocky three or rocky four i mean i get rocky four is not like a a great film necessarily but it's just like rocky rocky balboa was like bad it is legitimately (laughs) good for one thing and it is that quote otherwise it is just bad the only thing you could argue is maybe it's better than five and even then i gotta rewatch to confirm that for sure so um, but yeah, it definitely exceeded expectations for me. Yeah, exactly. And the, o- the only reason why it might be better than five is because it's filmed better. You know, it's better like cameras. It looks better. You know, it just it sounds updated. It's, it's just like a cleaner watch. But like other than that, I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, who is the more menacing figure? Before we really dive into the movie here, we'll, we'll stick on uh, Jonathan Majors for a second. Mm. Uh, Diamond Dame Anderson or Kang the Conqueror here? Because, of course, playing maybe villains. Are they vi- is Diamond Dame a villain in this? You know, that maybe that's another. 
oh. uh, question here. That's a that that's a that's a great point. Um, I think that we have when we get to unanswerable questions, maybe. But um, yeah, you know, it's, I I you know, as I'm watching this, obviously, we just saw him as Kang, and I'm impressed with him as an actor so much right now. And I'm just like, so I'm watching to see, trying like uh, catch where he's different, where he's similar more so, I guess, to Kang because it's just we see so many actors who we enjoy, and it's like, yeah, but we like them because they're good at this one thing, like Brad Pitt. Like I, mm-hmm. I like we like him a lot, but he's good at like this, and this is what he does, and that's pretty much it. But and I saw like a little bit of similarity with Diamond Dame and Kang, but it's like very like tiny moments, like where you see Dame be very measured, but it doesn't happen all that often because this guy's really running on like emotion a lot of the time, mm-hmm. as much as he can be calculated. Um, so it's crazy transformation to see. But I, to answer your question, Wes, I would say the only reason I would pick Dame over Kang is like more menacing, more terrifying. Um, yeah, we see him with his shirt off more and stuff like that, but. The physical pain that you're going to get from Dame, you know, is not going to go away quickly. You're going to endure it for a bit because he's going to pound on you with his fists. Um, whereas Kang's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's vaporizing you. Like, you know, at least it's quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if he wants to, you know, it feels it's like he true. has that power to, like he said to Ant-Man, right? He would just mm-hmm. watch uh, Cassie's death over and over and over again. That would be. That's pretty menacing in its own right. But I agree with you because in reality, I'm never coming across the Kang the Conqueror figure here. But where, where I do agree with you is the, um, as I drop my pen here, oh. the uh, the measuredness of them, right? There's like, there's a, uh, maybe maybe this is just a, uh, a Jonathan Majors quality more so than just like an acting technique that he puts in. But uh, it's, it's like a quiet intensity that he has where it's just so like deafening when he's on the screen that he looks so serious. And when he speaks softly, you, you can tell like how serious it is. And that, mm. and that's like, I think goes to your measured point a little bit. And like mm. when he's getting introduced and before you actually see him make his big play, you're wondering what's his play, you know? Cause like there's always something behind, like it feels like there's always something behind what he's saying. And there's a, mm-hmm. like an ulterior motive there. And that's what I think is unnerving uh, for me watching him kind of, Again, get to that point where he uh, finally challenges uh, uh, Donnie. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that one of the things that's so impressive about all this too. It's a great, great point. Like you know what he's gonna do. Yeah, but the, he did. Like, and it's written like in in in, in that way. Yeah, the writing was was well done because it's so obvious, like that it's gonna come, but you just like you're waiting for it to happen and waiting for it. And it's just like in the yeah. So that's why, like I said, the writing earlier was so well done because like it's mm-hmm. obvious. And it's obviously all the advertising and everything like that, but it still was compelling every single step of the way. They how, had how are we going to get there? Right. That's exactly. like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the ride was definitely enjoyable. I'm, I'm with you on that he one. Was so God, he was so terrifying. I mean, his grunts, his honestly, I'm listening to his grunts. And I'm like, like that kind of sounds like M'Baku. Like, yeah. like, it was like, what the hell's going on here? It was, it was terrifying. I know. Yeah. And he had, he had a weird way of boxing too, with his, uh, with yeah, his blocks. Box. He, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it was just, and he had very unorthodox style. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it was definitely fun to watch there. Uh, like brutish kind of brutish raw, like un, yeah. unformed clay, you know, like yes. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what, what, what was the most, uh, rewatchable scene from this and why was it the surrealist shadow round rounds, uh, in Dodger stadium? Oh, that's what you meant by that. The sh- oh, the shadow realm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. No, that was. Yeah, it's just the two of them, and they're going. You don't see anything. It's kind of slow motion, mm-hmm. and yeah. so you don't know how much time is passing because, like, yeah. you see almost the first full two rounds, right? And then, right. and then it just get, like 
that happens and then you're in the 11th, 12th round right there. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's where, um, I don't know if you noted this somewhere or not, but Michael B. Jordan wanted to have like, um, like, uh, what is it? Uh, anime influences. In uh, well, that was movie. one of my un- unanswerable questions, actually. So we'll, we'll kind of see if we hash this out now. It was like, where do you, cause he made a big deal about that. Right. It was yeah. like, I, I've, I love anime. I want to incorporate this in here. Like, do you think that's, that was it specifically or was yes. there something else? Yes. I think that was it specifically. Okay. I don't yeah. know if there were, I don't know if there were other moments, but like that also worked really well because like these guys have such an intimate relationship that I, I like, okay, I can see you getting completely zoned in and everything right. else getting kind of quiet. Cause I know like that happens, but it's just sometimes, what was it? Um, the, the movie with the golf movie with Francis Wimet. Like I remember that was a thing with Varden. I think they showed in that, that movie. And I know with golf, it's a little different cause things get mm-hmm. quiet, but the way they showed that visually where it's just like him in the golf course. And then like, that's it. He doesn't hear anything. I'm like, okay, like that's maybe he did it. And that's impressive, but it just doesn't hit me in the same way as this, where it's like, I can, these guys, like it's such a personal thing that like no one else really does matter for them. Yeah. 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 No, not, and I'm here for it. And you get the, uh, you get the double punch with the, with the split going everywhere to end one round. You yeah. Know, that was kind of cool. Yes. And then you get, and maybe this was the puncher, but when, uh, I think it was Dame to Donnie going with like the huge punch to the the ribs, uh, mm. and that kind of like knocked him down for a second. I think that yeah. did knock him down right, yes. right for the first time. So like, I was wondering, like, I, I I was trying to zero in, like, okay, what's this one punch? Like, is it one punch in particular, or is mm. it like, is it Dame versus uh, uh, Felix, which I think is another uh, memorable uh, scene there when they finally get to box that that championship fight and you see him kind of doing like the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes guy Richie kind of like like uh, what is what is he like seeing every move before it happens and calculating everything and then finding the weak spot and then doing it yeah the 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 whole thing with Damon Felix to me and, and you know what, maybe those things too were kind of like the anime stuff like where we saw mm-hmm. um Michael B Jordan at the beginning I forget who that first fight was that we saw but where he sees like the oh it was um it was Conlon it was the Conlin. replay of the Conlon fight yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah. when he kept seeing that like that weak spot with his back yep. and everything like that might have been um a, another instance too just because of the zoom the the, the folk like zooming in and stuff but you know you bring up the Dane versus Felix fight I never like the the whole like punching towards the shoulder thing. I've never heard of that. I don't like. I'm not a, a boxing fan necessarily as much as I really like. Me neither. Boxing. No. Yeah. But that was really interesting to see like all the dirty things that he was doing. Like there was the where he hooked his knee, where he was going after his um his right shoulder. After his shoulder. Yeah. And obviously, he got him in the face with his elbow. That's obviously a dirty one. That one. Yeah. That one yeah. Yeah. Knee. But the shoulder one, I didn't know. And I was like, that's a, that's a smart move, but it's like, it's take it's out his power. Cool. I was, I was going to say, yeah. I don't know. I, I had the same question as you. I was like, why don't more boxers do that? Or is that like frowned upon? Like why, why are they only confined to the head and the body? Yeah. I mean, clearly it's okay in some capacity because he kept doing it and he did it to Creed and no one, no ref said anything about it. Right. So yeah. it must be an okay thing to do, but that was it's like to see it in, in that first bit. And obviously just Dame, like really like kind of blossom um and show like this i'm not any different than i was as a kid like i'm still a force and uh not, nothing's gonna stop me that was like so i really thought that fight was that might have been my favorite fight of the movie uh yeah and, and it was really cool coming out like that too because like and then you see like even the cuts and i think they've they talked about this in the promo of the movie that was aside from that anime style of boxing that they they wanted to incorporate it was also some just really cool 
camera work and showing mm. the fights too. When yes. like, yeah. you see like pulling out the, um, the, the mouth guard and like his molar comes out and you kind of see it kind of pull it. And you almost kind of feel it. You hear it mm. and you kind of feel it uh, at the same time. So it was very cool. And like, again, other things like that, that just made it really, like you mentioned like the footwork and kind of like, deading the arm and the shoulder and then kind of like lifting up his shoulder and punching the armpit too, like get, getting like both sides of the socket there to kind of take out that power. Again, I don't know the legality about it, but that is like super old man, smart shit. You know, yes. like that's like old man at the why, like I can't beat you with my size or strength, but I'm going to do these little things and, and just kind of like get you every time. Yep. A hundred percent. That, that I mean, that's kind of what it felt like in a way. Um, and then let's see what else, uh, the, the training montage. I know you're always a big fan. Oh uh, yeah. But yep. my, my one complaint is that they, I feel like they featured this in the uh, promos a lot for it, is that we get uh, uh Dame working out on the beach, like muscle beach sort of thing. Like I thought those, so, those were some of the mm. cool scenes and you get that, but like only in cuts, I would have just like yeah. a little, a little more of that, you know, Very small like him, him doing the rope, uh, lap pull-ups on, on the ropes like that. Like, that Oh yeah. Badass. That was crazy. Yeah. And I, I want, I mean, it, you got to <clears> think that Jonathan majors is doing that all himself, right? Like, like maybe there's certain things that he's not like with like dumbbell or barbell weights on the side, but I listen. I listened to an interview of him. Uh, you know, prep for the movie said that he was four percent body fat. And that he's like a lit, like carrying around four percent, but a little bit heavier currently. So he's like, it's a lifestyle thing. So like again, nice. I'm sure all these guys are on some sort of, you know, a little, little extra help to a degree. Yeah. Um, but I I think that you know they're they're also committed to it too. Yeah, uh, th- that would make sense to me. He's God. He's a freaking moose. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's see what else. Oh, for me, I, I know you're going to talk about this later too, but for me, like the walkouts, the walkouts were awesome. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. James was the best though. Like he came out to Nipsey hustle. Of course, the late Nipsey hustle that, that song is a banger. Um, and that and it, was, and it works for him too, yeah. right? Oh yeah. yeah. The tempo of it, he, he's like, so it's so locked in on it. The, so. the, the best one's Felix though, coming out with the, the Mexican mask and all the, the smoke. And then he's got like the, the Diaz de los Muertos on either side of him and all that stuff. Like very cool uh, entrance walking out there. Although he did have the poncho on for just a, a little bit too long, just mm. a little bit too <laughs> long in the ring. Got to take that off. <laughs> Objectively. That was definitely the best like produced but yeah. I, I did something about like simple, like I'm down to business. And that's kind of like how Dame was like, he, he oh, was yeah, it epitomized him for sure. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, maybe it did with Felix, too. But um, that just kind of spoke to me like Dame's was just I, I really liked his a lot. And then the other thing, too, this. So obviously, when we talk about rewatchable moments and especially when we're talking about action, it's like actually rewatchable. But there are mm-hmm. times where it's like scenes that we liked the most. And there was just a line that I did want to highlight when and I don't have the exact wording down, but when Dame and Bianca were at the record party, mm-hmm. um, he asked Bian- Dame asked Bianca how she felt about someone else singing the song she wrote, and you know he says it in, in, to to Dame, uh, to was it to Donnie later like mm-hmm. you live my life, but right, hearing yeah. him say in that moment that's like that's an amazing line, and that's like saying like letting us know yes that like he is going after Donnie but he's being like calculated about it in some ways and maybe trying trying to be divisive with other kind people. of revealing his plan. Right. Yes. And I, I just thought that was such a, an awesome way to put it. So that was, I, I loved that line. I, I agree with you. I love that. I would have liked a little more of that storyline kind of coming through in the sense where that you see 
more of Dame being jealous of Donnie's life because we see mm-hmm. it a little bit when um you know they come over for dinner and hang and they're hanging out at donnie's house uh they they see it a little bit at the party and stuff but you don't get it all that much you know and like Mm -hmm. i i I think it to build up that um that understanding to the audience that this guy is really pissed because like you know you're you're kind of viewing it in a sense through like donnie's eyes like you don't really know how much like how, how resentful Dame actually is until he comes out and does it. Right. So yeah. like if, if you're just kind of like un, omnipotent as the audience looking back and you can see both sides kind of plotting and mm-hmm. like stewing all that kind of, like maybe you see Dame going back home and to his like shitty apartment. You see that once yeah. or something like that, right? yes, like it. him, him going back and uh, getting maybe harassed from his PO or some, something that shows him kind of like, struggling while uh you know donnie is still kind of thriving like just to kind of build that up because i did find that really compelling yeah that is uh that's a good point because this because he's a like dame is like a he's made out to be a, a cool character an interesting character all yeah. this stuff and like the, and it's kind of wild how they're able to live so like don't get me wrong we have moments with dame but it's like every time he's with Donnie is when we zoom in on Dame more so other than like, mm-hmm. the, the, like you said, the one time right. we see him like else, the few times we see him elsewhere. So yeah, it's kind of actually surprising how they were able to do so well in that regard um, with, you know, with that character, make him so interesting when it's like, you know, we've seen where some of the best villains, like they get a lot more screen time where we get more of their story. It's not like a, you know, joke, the Joker's like an exception, but right. um, that's kind of, that's kind of wild. I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting stuff. So we mentioned the um, uh, uh, fight entrances for for what will age the best. Mm. Um, I I love the casting of Young Diamond Dame. I thought that was a really yeah. cool character and see that fight come come in and like to see that line checkmate kind of come back into you know play uh, after that that Golden Gloves fight or whatever that underground boxing fight that he wins as a kid and then you mm. see it later with um, the checkmate that Donnie says when he's fighting Conlon again, right? When you're talking mm-hmm. about that, that scene to find the there weak spot. Some, so. um, there are some good young actors out there, man. Like I know we've, we've like, it's, I feel like uh, I heard Mac and goose say it more about like cr- being critical of like ch- child actors. And like, I, I definitely can be, um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what though, this like, he, young diamond Dame was good. And, and you, I think of um, the kid was it ashtray. Is that right? From um, the, What's the what's that show on HBO? The one about the teenagers and the drugs and all that stuff. Oh, um, Euphoria. Yeah, Euphoria. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, a little, little Asian kid, I think. Yeah, that kid's great. And then um, I'm t- I can't remember. Uh, if, well, th- those are two that kind of just stand out to me. But I don't no, think I'm, I'm with you. Often. Yeah. No. I, well, Laura Keeney was great as a kid. I don't think she's a kid anymore, though. Well, the other thing is like I don't, you know, there's only so much. I, I'm not watching. I'm not really keeping up on the young Hollywood actors that are coming up either. You know, it's right? Like, so it's like I'm not watching Nickelodeon to see the next big it star or, or Disney Channel or something. You know, it's some of those things like you know, just kind of you just kind of age out of. It's tough to kind of keep track of. Daphne Keen, I mixed up her name X23 with the actual character's oh, name. Oh, and, oh yeah, yes. Uh, but mm-hmm. sorry, I need to clear that up. But anyways, yeah. I uh, loved the just the actors on screen chemistry. I uh, loved. I mean, I thought Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan, they work really well together. Obviously, Jonathan Majors and and uh, Michael B. Jordan worked well together. So I thought I, I thought Majors and Tessa Thompson, like that that scene that you just spoke to a few minutes ago. You know, I thought they had really good chemistry. I love Wood Harris. Everything that he's in, he does an awesome job in. Um, 
yeah, so character I, I, stinks though. Like he's a, he's a total <laughs> dink, man. He's right. He's right though. The whole time. That's ah, true. That is actually very true. But he doesn't. Like he called it right from the beginning. I just feel like every time he does, like the character, like I think Wood Harris does a good job. It's like the character is just so frustrating every yeah. movie. Ugh. God. Yeah, and when, you, when this comes back to me, maybe you get a little little uh, love for this one there. I like Dame calling Wood Harris his character, Little Dookie. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why, why you get quiet, Little Dookie? Keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's good. That's a good. Yeah. That was really good. That was, that, and that was just a really good moment too. Again, I don't know if it's improvised or written, but it's like he, you, you see him off panel and you think he's mm-hmm. gone off screen. Excuse me, and then just boom, pops back up. It's it's very real that felt like yeah. it was very like an, an i think that can actually happen in life and just to add on to all this too for me the number one thing that i think for this movie when it comes to what will age best i think just jonathan majors as a box office draw period. yeah kinetic presence uh, kinetic on-screen pr- uh, presence that you can really relate to and again it's like that like quiet that quiet intensity that's the only way like you, you see it on screen and you just kind of like bu- buy whatever he's selling Anytime he's right now, whatever next movie he's in, guaranteed I'm going to see it. Guaranteed. Yeah. And, he's in, yeah. and like, you know, he'll have probably a two movie leash on that. And if he does well in the next one, again, next two movies, guaranteed I'm going to see him. He's that good. That said, uh, some things that might age the worst. How about uh, Felix and Donnie, and maybe even Damien for that matter, uh, being heavyweights? Oh, you know what? I meant to look up what the, what the being weight is. Heavyweights. Are. I don't think. I don't see Don. I looked at the heights uh, of these guys. D- Donnie uh, or Michael B. Jordan's listed at at six feet. I don't believe that. Uh, well, it's over two hundred pounds for I guess a. I don't think that's accurate either. I think uh, WB. Look up the WBO weights. I I okay. Google searched it the first time. Okay. WBO. Uh, that's uh, I'm not seeing. Uh, what is a okay? Here we go. Uh. 224 junior heavyweight. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, no, 224 pounds. Oh, it's the weight limit. Is the weight limit. Um, Sorry. Uh, It's like not, of course, another thing's just displaying very easily. Yeah, because I, I saw 200 pounds as uh, a heavyweight. I don't believe that to be true. Like, I don't know. I Like, 200 pounds, maybe because these guys are so muscular. Pounds. Okay, so looking but at. I don't know. Looking at box live. Uh, dot com or box dot yeah, live okay i'm looking at that yeah, yeah i see that okay. too yeah so heavyweight obviously up goes up to unlimited amount and it looks like the next weight under that cruiser weight cruiser weight and at 200 pounds is the max there so that's it so it's like once you get to 201 or 200 whatever then you're heavyweight i guess i don't know but they just don't is it just maybe i'm wrong then but they just i didn't buy it they don't look like the John Bones Jones, another two UFC, or like the I, I don't know who well, I don't think he's he a heavyweight. John Jones, I don't think was heavyweight until recently, actually. Yeah, but you just see, you know, he fought this weekend though. He looked yeah, like a yeah. big guy. Yeah, no, 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 one hundred percent. He was a heavyweight this weekend. I, I okay, so I agree with you on Creed. Like he doesn't, and I feel like they called him light heavyweight originally. So that was oh, the yeah. other thing, like, like yeah. in the uh, the first uh, first two, yeah. yeah. I think it was the first movie because uh, he was not like it wasn't straight up heavyweight. I don't think. Um, but anyways, I um, I agree with you on Creed. Like he seems like him as a heavyweight seems surprising. But Jonathan Majors strikes me as heavyweight. Like he's just Jonathan so- Majors. I would say. But uh, again, like these like 
I, I think Donnie's like like uh, Michael B. Jordan's pretty short. Again, I think if you look up on the internet, well, they'll say he's yeah. six feet. So like I'm, I, he just doesn't like I'm not buying him as a heavyweight boxer. I that's don't know. Fair. You, you that's know a whole I mean? other thing. Yeah, when you start bringing height into it, yeah, that, I mean, I feel like they do a pretty good job of not making him look. Felix shrimpy, Felix would be I don't think a heavyweight, but he would you know he definitely looks like he could be that guy might be a real boxer. I don't know. I didn't look up yeah. the uh, who, who that actor actor actually was. Yeah, I could. Okay, I would say that. Damien is definitely heavyweight in my book. Felix is could be, and then Donnie is the one who I'm like, e, you know, I would think he's he's not in that range. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, that's maybe fair. that's just because I, you know, we grew up with Michael B. Jordan, so that's mm. you know, you, you just don't see it as much. Yeah, there, just, I mean, the other, like Felix is kind of more like the heavier, like not he's not fat, obviously, but like there's certain like like what's his face? I keep forgetting the guy from the first movie's name, um, Conlon. Uh, Conlon. But like yeah, he's yeah. kind of like bigger in in that way where he's a heavyweight. Whereas like and then Dame and then Dame is like um is shredded out of his mind, but it's like his shoulders are as big as like someone's head. So like I can see those. Yeah, Donnie's yeah. just like not either one. So how is he? Unless he's six foot seven and he's not. He he's like a lean muscular, you know. Yeah. So like he he doesn't look like he wears like could wear all those punches. Like even like Sly Stallone, all like, as short and as small as we know that he was, and unbelievable. Like he looked bulky enough to be able to wear some of those punches. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was he was bulky enough. That was that was the thing. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's just, you know, again, they made him look taking up the male physique there. In the this first is what movie, you get. In the first movie, they made him look taller, too, I feel like, like Sly. So that was the other thing. Oh, he's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah you, you like couldn't do anything about that, though, because, like, when they bring in Drago or even Drago yeah. Jr., I mean, you see the difference in there. And that's, like, and that's what really throws me off about it, because it's, like, all right, these guys are both heavyweights. Maybe that's where I'm getting like thrown off. Yeah, that's Drago is so fucking huge. Yeah, Drago the first like with four, it's it's like I, I got to go back and watch that one again. But that one's insane. And then in this one too, with like Drago Junior, it's like, oh god, that guy is an absolute mountain. I would probably pick of all the guys if I was to pick one in a fight, it'd probably be Dane, and then probably Drago Junior. Like if, even if you're including Apollo Creed and you're including um you know Daddy Drago, like I think those are the two guys I pick. To not fight. fight? No, to well, I I guess to win a fight. Oh, um, oh, okay. yeah. Either way, to be your champion. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I see. I got you. Now, okay. So the movie comes in um, at about like 115, 112 minutes. You know, under two hours. Hmm. Um, pacing maybe just a little too fast. Maybe I felt like we got to that final fight scene pretty quickly. I looked. I actually like visibly looked down at my watch. Was like, oh shit, this is it. Like we're we're already getting to the end here. I hmm. think speaks to the fun ride you know it's a, yeah those you know time flies when you're having fun all that sure. stuff but it, it just didn't feel like we we got there like i wasn't fully satisfied to get there yet i wasn't ready yet yeah and i mean see in some ways like i like that in some ways i agree with you like it is like there was some stuff that i, I feel like we could have um discussed a little bit more um like no like rocky's mentioned once and all of it. and i understand like part of like what yeah. they were moving away they're trying to move away from rocky because obviously in the second one some people like say there was too much rocky in it and i get that but i mean i i do like rocky still um just you don't need him in there just it's the rocky franchise it's the rocky yeah. universe let us know a little more like of like how he passed and then um the other thing too was like bianca like we hear her talk once about how like she's had her own struggles with her career and she was such an important character in the first one. And I get it. She took a little bit more of a backseat in the second one, but it's just like, 
We're just going to gloss over that like powerful statement that she kind of made in this transformation that she's made. I know this is all about Creed and, and Dane, but like I do find her character interesting. So I would have, I don't know how you would have done that in this movie. Um, Cause there's more to be done with Dane that you made some good points about earlier, but I just felt like that's an interesting thing that could have been explored as well. I see. I I'm kind of with you on that. Like I, I'm not really moved by the daughter storyline as much. There is mm. as surprising as maybe it's nice, but like, I don't think you need her to be like fighting in school um, and then having to like learn through her father. Cause like, they don't really teach her anything. They just show mm. the fight scene. And then like, you know, they have like the, the scene in the, um, in the gym later on, but like you could just have that little scene in the gym later on, this nice moment between like a boxer and his daughter, you know, like I yep. think that that still kind of stands on its own without having this, like, well, is she going to fight and fight, you know, fight for the right reasons and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think you need all that, you know. I agree the, because then that's time that you could have devoted to Bianca and established the, the exactly. struggle that she's going through and how it's like a parallel for what Donnie's going through. Exactly. And, and I thought the, you know, I think you need somebody to die. Uh, so I thought uh, Marianne Creed there, I thought, you know, mm -hmm. she, I thought that was right. I thought she had a great performance on, but to kind of build the stakes up a little bit. But again, yep. like you're, it, we're just kind of thrown into it that she has these strokes. Is it mentioned in, in the Creed 2? I'm forgetting. Nope. But, nope. Did not uh, happen. Okay. So, you know, it's just kind of thrown at you there. Like maybe, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a different way to do it, but it, that just kind of seemed to be kind of inserted in there a little bit. So that's just. Yeah. That bothered me less. Like I understand she's getting older. I don't older care like, so much about it, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but that, that's that's fair. Like it was kind of just thrown in. The other one, though, the the bigger one for me, because that and you, I know you were going to talk mm, about this mm -hmm. too. The Leon stuff. Yeah. Um, like the way they handled that. Like it's an interesting story and definitely adds depth to both characters. But I personally, I'm I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts are on it. I know we feel similarly, but I think if you just kind of get the full story out there sooner. And then, like, occasionally have like flashbacks to it. It would have been better. But like this whole time, you're talking about it, and it's just like. It, it is interesting, but you built it up probably a smidge too much. At least it felt yeah. that way to me. Yeah, it, it was built up. And uh, yeah, I saw this with uh, with the wife here, and we both said afterwards. I was like, I was thought it was going to be like sexual assault or something. The way that they were building it up, like not to, like because they didn't even really get to like him getting beating. They just kind of like beat around the bush and said like no one deserves to get beat that bad he, like, right. we weren't angels you know it's all these kind of euphemisms but the way that it's getting built up to be this like very big thing like i i don't know i thought it was going to be kind of worse i i agree with you i thought it would just get it out there so we know and then yep. we can move on because and have flashbacks then that's yeah fine. like one we know yeah. like it's but it was like what is, what is this and it's like you your movie was plenty good enough like like yes it's you need that kind of thing there to bring these two characters together and then have that division but at the same time like it just that's probably of all the things that i, I took points off for that one probably the, the largest one i would yeah. say yeah absolutely they're absolutely um boxers getting punked out of the ring this is so that kind of sucks, right? I mean, Drago too gets jumped. He doesn't. You don't even get. He doesn't uh, get a chance to put up his, uh, you know, fight. Uh, you know, put up an, a counter attack, uh, and then of course you get, um, you know, Donnie getting, you know, beat up, punched in the eye by Dame oh. after uh, after the Felix fight on the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't think, you think that's going to age? Try. No, I mean, come on, just yeah, you know, they they fight in the ring. At least let them fight outside the ring. Oh, I don't know, you know, like let them hold their own a little bit. And if you, it, well, that I mean, sure, but I, if, if, well, yeah, I guess I just look at it as like you're getting, or paid at least carry like a little prostitute gun on you, like John Morant, you know. Oh jeez. <laughs> 
Good lord. Just a little tiny. You know, you know the, a little side note. I mean, a, a lot of people are making this joke because it was like so tiny. I didn't even notice the gun in the in the video the first time when I went through it. But it's uh, you, you, you ever see um, Pineapple Express? No. Uh, there's a scene where Danny McBride and Seth Rogen are loading up like, with all these guns uh, to <laughs> to like right before their big like, se- like final sequence there. And Danny McBride takes out this little tiny gun. And he's just rubbing it. And he goes, this is from when I used to be a prostitute. And that's like, oh. that's all. That's all I can think of the whole time there. But um, I digress. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see some, you know, some of the boxers hold their own, uh, you know, oh. outside of the ring there in, in an unsanctioned fight. So, mm. you know. Um, how about uh, Donnie going on first take and, and then asking Damien to not do it this way, quote unquote, when Dame calls in? So like, I, I don't understand this at all. Like, yeah, might not, be Jordan right. Donnie Creek calls the fu- you know calls Stephen A. Smith is like, yo, let's do this. I, I want to talk to you about something. Pretty much, I'm going to challenge Dame out, you know, on, on live air to a, to a championship fight. And then Dame beats him to the punch, and he's like, "Nah, man, don't do it like this." Mm, yeah, it's that the whole bit was kind of like, eh. yeah, but but Dame was great in it, and he's like, "Nah, man, that's not how live TV works. We're already doing it." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This this guy's awesome." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was not the like. When, so there was a lot of good writing, and especially specifically with Dame, but clearly not without some flaws between this oh, and yeah, the, yeah. the Leon Come- stuff. Come on, man! Don't do it like this. And he's like, he was just about to drag him on live TV with Stephen A. Mm. <laughs> um, unanswerable questions. We got we got some good ones here. Why don't you hit us up with the first one, Nick? Um, well, I mean, I, I kind of talked about it before, but was there a way to share more about the way Bianca's mm. career was developed? Because, like, I I think you actually laid out a good way to go about it, like at least the struggle. But I I don't know how far we can go with it with that little bit of time. Yeah, because it, it seems almost like uh, a little bit of like an uh, out of character moment for Tessa Thompson when she kind of has that out, you know, that that like emotional outburst, right? Because like, yeah. she seems so um, sure of all her decisions and so like confident in everything, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of breaks. It feels kind of like out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So to get like a little bit more of that would have been would have been good. Yeah, um, and it's an interesting character for me personally. Thought, yeah. But anyways. Is there a way to work in Rocky without making a bigger bigger deal about? It? Is he is he on the team? Do they do they speak to him at all? Like get advice? Is he is he gone? Like has do, he passed? do we know that you you mentioned that a couple of minutes ago? Yeah, and I, I, I just to assumed back to that. I, I just assumed he was he had passed. See, I didn't I didn't think I don't think we're told right because I don't think he just goes to Vancouver to see his son at the end right of of uh, Creed two. Yeah. Oh, it looks like it's no. Based on what I'm seeing, no, he he's cancer, not. But he was like in remission or something. What? what yeah, it looks like the case. Yeah, no, Rocky, Rocky's still alive. Huh? Yeah. So I don't know. They they reference him, and they certainly don't need to put you know put him in. I don't have a huge issue with, but they just work him in somehow. I mean, just let us know what's going on with him. Like, yeah, to, like, act like he's not. <laughs> just to, just to be like, oh, whatever, bye. No, like I just like to hear at least what's going on. Then that's it. Move on. Uh, does this movie work better if Damien was the son of Clubber Lang? Instead of being Donnie's friend. No, that's too much. Like the Drago <laughs> stuff, like you already have, like if you hadn't done it with Drago, then maybe, but yeah. even then I like, I think this was a, so for me, um, yeah, there really is another spot to talk about this, but like for me, I felt like, you know, like 
it's so interesting how this is, you know, boxing is obviously a, like an individual sport, but you have these two guys who are friends and in ways you could look at each other as like teammates because you're both interested in the same thing, but there's this level of competition that's there. And obviously there's a lot more beyond like what goes on in the ring with these two, but I just found that very interesting. So like the, the friendship and how at points, like you can have somebody who you're very close with, but then because like you're, you're kind of, you kind of both want the same thing. Eventually, like you got to either decide like what's more important, like the career the friendship, friendship. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like hard to have both. And obviously they kind of resolve stuff at the end, but um, I, I found that very interesting. So no, I'm all set on the clever Lang involvement in this. Yeah, yeah, and and having a Mr. T, like an old Mr. T, come in and give like sage advice or something. Yeah, I'm not sure how well that works. Maybe he could be like a Lonzo Ball type of uh, character, which could be interesting. <laughs> that, not Lonzo Ball, but you know what I'm talking about. No, Levar Ball, yeah, Levar, Levar yeah. Ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's uh, that'd be funny. But that, that, that could be kind of funny. But uh, yeah, no, 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 they they, this they did this though. right here. Yeah, 100. Um, percent Speaking of that though, Wes, where is Ivan Drago? Because we see Victor a couple times. Yeah, maybe maybe he's back in the Z- Ukraine. Maybe maybe he's uh you know trying to liberate. <laughs> maybe that's after. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. He's got but his yeah, hands full. Just no sight of him at all. And I mean, and, and no mention of him. Nothing. Not not that like Victor was like at the center of everything, but it's just like right. We'll see him once. No, maybe maybe he's teaming up with Vitaly Klitschko and uh, running their own battalion over there in the Ukraine. Vitaly Klitschko is like a mayor of Ukraine. Oh, okay. Is that the guy? What, what, one of the Klitschko's. Uh, he was a former heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, like oh. in real life. Yeah. Okay, so it's not the. Okay, I'm. I, yeah, it was. It was a joke. Okay. Yeah, it's right over my head. I'm not yeah. caught up on all the Ukraine stuff, honestly. But anyways. Yeah. Well, it was just a joke about boxing. <laughs> Klitschko. Is that better? Yeah. There we go. That was something, you know, that is eerily similar to your real laugh. And, and that makes me wonder if you just like the robot that's controlling, you just press the laugh button right there. No, it's the caffeine. I'm all, (laughs) that was actually a pretty good fake laugh. I got to say it was pretty good. Uh, How exactly did Dame pull off the hit on Drago? Again, we're talking about something I would like to see more of. How did his, his goony, you know, jail buddy get into the swanky party? I, I I don't imagine I don't remember him getting a plus one to that invite you overheard. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Uh, I, honestly, to me, this is an easy fix. Like not like not in terms of us explaining it. I mean, this is an easy fix from from a writing standpoint. You probably could have devoted five minutes to this. Something again. We don't need the kid stuff. You know, I don't need the kid duking it out in the deaf school. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was the you know they, they definitely that was. There's a lot of stuff you could have done besides that. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, when did Dame stop writing the letters to Donnie? Yeah, because it looked like there was a lot there. You see a little <laughs> bit of it. And there was a good, and there were like, there were like a long letters in very small print. <laughs> you know, there, there's yes. a lot to be said in there uh, if you're yeah. looking at them. You know, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of fucked up on the mom's part. Yeah, I mean, I get it to a point. I but see also, it from the parents' like, perspective, but yeah, yeah, it's a t- and it's a tough one. But also, like, why does it, you know? I guess it probably wouldn't matter if he told Dame, like, look, I never saw the letters. I didn't know they were a thing. But even then, you know, it doesn't matter because you still could have checked up on them. But um, yeah, right. Well, well, this brings me to the next question: Should Donnie feel like he owes Dame anything? I, I mean, I understand why he does. I don't think he has to, but I understand why he does because it's like Bianca said, like he had a gun that was on him. Like if he beat up the guy after you beat up a guy and then got in trouble for, for throwing punches after the fact, then yeah, like then you maybe kind of do because you mm-hmm. saved your ass, but he took it a step like where it's like, you know, like it's too, a little too much. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he should he should feel a little bad. He ditched whether whether he knew he did you know the the right thing in self preservation or not. He ditched his boy who had his back. He did. It's just I I that I mean okay if you want like from that angle maybe a little different but I think just like the the kids are scared. I get that. That's the well, over you know he game upped it to a certain level of like where I'm like. Okay, if you like I said, if you did, if you went came in and kicked the crap out of the two guys kicking the crap out of me, then like okay, yeah, I should go down with you or whatever. But but that, at that point, there's like three dudes over him. At that point, you know, and they're like yeah. what I presume to be grown men. Mm. You know, like one could argue mm. that uh, Donnie put Dame in a bad position by yes. just cold clocking this guy and being like, all right, well, of course I'm going to have my boys back. Mm-hmm. Donnie did not. Uh... He, Donnie, was, he, he was thinking selfishly there. I guess in that way is where he kind of owes him because he he was selfish. That's probably the, the the manner in which that I would agree with you. But yeah, was it? And but I think I think to your greater point uh, is that he never went and checked up on him after. That's the biggest. That point. could be forgivable. The the act could be forgivable because that's in in the heat of the moment, right? But mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, it takes a, a thought or or lack of thought to not come visit someone, right? Yeah, and I and I, I mean, look, it's again, it's like a t- probably. A, I would imagine that would be a very difficult thing to do for a litany of reasons. But in the end, like, yeah, you like that's your your friend. I mean, like, yeah, you know, you, like how are you not checking up on him, after, especially after what you two went through together in that moment. Yeah, tough, tough stuff, though. Uh, we, we talked about the fighters dead arming their opponents, so that's that's uh, maybe we answered that one here. Uh, who had the best performance uh, by a side character, Nick? Mm. Well, I want to throw an honorable mention out there to Chris Mannix filling in sure. or take, taking the seat of um, what the hell was it? Who was who it? Uh, Max Kellerman. Um, mm, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Actually, fun fact, the, uh, my first NBA game that I got to cover, I was shadowing Chris Mannix. Um, yeah, local college. guy, NBC Sports Boston, right? Right. I did it at SI when I was interning there mm-hmm. in college. So it was, but it was a lot of fun. It was a, actually it was a Nets game, um, Nets Nuggets, I think. Um, mm. But yeah, but I no, but the, the the number one has to go to uh, Marianne Creed for me because she uh, did such a good job with like the memory loss. I don't know. If yes, yes. Alzheimer's absolutely. or dementia at the end there, but it was just such a fluid thing. But like, and it was so, um, it was tough. It was tough to, to watch. And then she did a really good job of that. Yeah. Good, good way to go out for it too. And again, like a, a good death, you know, good earned death after all that uh, mm-hmm. and going out on a high note. Uh, you mentioned Chris Manis. I'm going to give a shout out to my guy, David Diamante. who was the ring announcer uh, going back way back in the day with the dreads for, for who was announcing like the final uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, bout there. Uh, he runs a Brooklyn cigar shop and was the Brooklyn, the first public address announcer for or in-game announcer for the Nets when they moved to Brooklyn there. So we well, did that. a couple stories on him back in the day. Very interesting guy. Very, uh, very much a renaissance man. So many tie-ins for you and I today. Yeah, I, well, it was, I, I had the Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, meme there. I was like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, so nice. that, that was kind of cool. Wood Harris, love Wood Harris, everything he does. Um, I also like for these opportunities, for the same reason that you mentioned Chris Mannix, uh, Stephen A. Smith, that we get the crossover of the sports media world uh, where they can just get paid to be themselves in a movie. I always mm-hmm. love that. You know, that's yeah, it's cool. pretty cool. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, who lost the movie, Nick? Um, well, I like I think Wood Harris does a good job. But Duke Jr. is the freaking worst man. Like, I know he's not wrong about Dane. Like, I just that like, he's just he's really annoying a lot of the time. And at least I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like that's what the character is. So, like Wood Harris does a good job. I know I wrote down Wood Harris lost the movie, but it's more Duke Jr. Um, but I think the loser 
um, has to be Victor Drago in all of this because it's like he's he's you know he's in boxing, he's doing well for himself apparently in some capacity, and then he gets his hand like smashed, which I gotta imagine is never good for a boxer moving forward, even if he heals. Like it's got to be a problem always, right? It was multiple fractures. Yeah. Mo- like, so it, it looked like it was maybe the hand and the wrist, you know? So it's like poor, poor guy there. And then the, um, again, he had the concussion too. So like, he didn't even get a chance, like a chance to, to really defend himself. He just got hit with like, he, he got a Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, that's essentially yeah. what it was. Yeah. So it's, it, it, that's, that is pretty much what it was. It's brutal. So yeah, he, he's, I mean, and then obviously he's like helping out uh, Adonis and everything, which is great, but still he kind of gets, Got to get back in the ring with Adonis isn't necessarily ideal. So there's a lot there for Victor in this. Yeah, uh, F- Felix. A uh, little little shout out to Felix here for an honorable mention. I think Drago's the winner. Drago's the winner here. But um, Felix, I mean, he takes. You know, he he is supposed to fight Drago. I yeah. You know, I don't know how he would have beat him if he couldn't handle. You know, uh, over the hill. How old do we think Jonathan Majors is? Thirty five. My age. Yeah, probably. Like that, you know, like maybe not older. 40, but like maybe, maybe getting close to that. Yeah. But Wes, I mean, he's like, you don't know what that guy's bringing to the table as a fighter and he's dirty. I mean, like that's, that's true. You have no time to prepare. You don't know, but I mean, no, well, I, I, you don't know back him. on that. You don't have tape though. They were, they were uh, sparring partners. Right. But you still don't have real tape on him. Like he's a sparring partner. Yeah. Difference. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he wouldn't have had a tough time with Drago still, but it's just. I don't know. I think it's a lot different. It's like you have no idea what this guy's actually like as a fighter. Clearly no one did. But he gets tuned up. I mean, he gets tuned up by Dame. Um, yeah. to the point where he's like knocked unconscious or or may I guess get like drawn out on a stretcher. Mm. Then you see him in the fight against Creed and he's just like sitting with the family all cool again. Like, I don't know. You think He's just was, fine with it. The, you know, he seemed fine. And I, I think in the end, it kind of showed like Donnie made a mistake and it unraveled uh, because I thought the mom was going to be like, no, fuck you, Donnie. Like you. Well, I thought that like, she was very outspoken, too. She was kind of like a loser. But then she kind of gets to the back burner. She, like as soon as he gets beat, she's off the screen. You know, you know what I mean? You don't see mm-hmm. from you don't hear from her again. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that she was kind of like inserting herself into everything like early on. You know, like mm-hmm. into the decisions that Duke was making, kind of into uh, uh, Donnie's ear about kind of decisions. She seemed to be like kind of like a marionette, and then she's just gone. Yeah, it's it's That's surprising. Yeah. It's it's surprising. Like she like how she was just totally like it, she's gone, and then when she shows up again, it's like everything's good. Like uh, I get, I have no problem with them being at the fight, but it's just like everything's totally fine. We just completely brush it over again. I get it. Like Donnie made a mistake, and he's probably owned it in some capacity, but. I don't know. I just like the way the mom went about it originally. It's like, I don't think she'd just be okay with it like overnight like that. And I know it was over a period of time, but it felt like overnight for us as viewers. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you here. Um, do I need to ask this question? Who won the movie? Come on. Jonathan Majors, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, shout out Michael B. Jordan though, as a director. I think this was his directorial debut debut, but um, definitely good stuff from him. Yeah, good stuff there, and uh, you know, you know the the nitpicks that we've made. I think um, it's just because you do a lot in this movie, so there's going to be some critiques. Um, it's a lot more, I think, with the writing in the end. Oh but, yeah, it's um, all fun stuff too, though. It's not like oh, uh, I'm not as mad about it as like I would be some other things, you know. Sure, sure. Um, but um, but I do like the like taking some big swings. Um, pardon the pun with, but with the the anime kind of inspired stuff, I, I like that. So trying to mix things up on the big screen. But yeah, Jonathan Majors, man, 
guy's a machine, and I cannot wait to see whatever he's in next. Yeah, we'll we'll be waiting with bated breath. So that is the Creed three exit survey. Nick gave it a ninety two. I gave it a ninety four. That's an average of a ninety three, ladies and gentlemen. I can do that math. So best movie of the year once again, Creed three. Even for the internet, it's pretty shocking. All right, that was the rest of that quote that I didn't play, but you know you get the idea here. Let's let's take it on over to the. Uh, Discharge Depot because the train is leaving the station, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Two two bitches. <laughs> All right, there we go. We got that. What, what'd you do this weekend, Nick? What do you got for us? Well, quite a bit of watching in West. Uh, True mm. Grit, the uh, Jeff Bridges version. Haven't seen it, I think, since it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome stuff. Great cast. Um, the Invitation, which is – it came out in 2015. I think it's on Peacock. I don't know. There's a few different ways to watch it, so I think that's how we watched it. Okay. Um, but it's like a cult psych thriller. If you're into either of those things, cults or psych thrillers, I recommend watching it. Lauren and I really enjoyed it. Is this um, a movie or yes, – uh, It is a movie. movie. Okay. Yeah. And right. um, I'll tell you what. Lauren was like – for like the ending, like she was very much like – that was one of my – like favorite endings for like this, this type of genre. It was I'll well put done. that on the list. Then I like yep. that. Okay, very well done. And also, I know we uh, we don't talk about music a whole hell of a lot on mm. here, but uh, the new Morgan Wallen Allen album eh, album came out. <laughs> uh, One thing at a time. It is of course, country music. Um, came out on Friday. I'll tell you what, it has quite a few good songs and some that people will probably be familiar with if you listen to country radio enough. But all around, like a really good album and one that you. It's, like 36 freaking songs on there which is insane um so some that have been around for a bit but you can just turn that thing on and just you put on shuffle let it ride whatever just you know a ton of quality songs no skip album is that what you're saying yeah i mean i'm sure i'm sure like i i'll iron out more and like some songs will be like included on playlists for me down the line but like there's one in particular that uh stands out uh thought you should know but they're um but like but in general, like I'm very comfortable right now, just letting it play, put it on, let it play. And I can relax listening to that whole album. Okay. So th- this makes uh, a little more sense to me. Okay. So I saw something on Barstool going viral, uh, Barstool Sports on Twitter. It was like, who is more popular, more recognizable name, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Morgan Wallen. It was like some sort of debate. And I was like, who the fuck is Morgan Wallen? I'd literally never heard of that name before. So I was like, this, this can't be a real debate, but now that, that makes sense. I mean, uh, I didn't know if Morgan was a guy or a girl. Like I thought it wasn't sure if it was like a, so- like a woman soccer player or something. Like uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. No, but I mean, I'm still kind of, I'm like, I, I know who Morgan Wallen is. I knew Morgan Wallen before this album, but I'm kind of surprised that that's a question too. I didn't know. I guess Maybe. if he's a country singer, that's just something I don't pay attention to at all. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of good songs. He's got quite a few good songs, but I guess I just, I don't know. You know, the, the problem is that, like, we are more, like, sports people in ways, where it's, like, just, I think, like, athletes are a little more, like, famous or popular than than maybe the average I, person I, I, even like aaron Rodgers, like he's not like peyton manning or tom brady but he's oh, almost in that like household name you know i think aaron Rodgers is for, for better yeah, or worse is of a household kind of double name. check like he's got yeah yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> yeah there's yeah. like good and bad like he's like been like out there quite a bit the, like, all the vac stuff too yeah, that's exactly. been across yeah D- dating yep. history everything mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i don't like so that's just like I, not that morgan wallen's not a name it's just I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was, but that's, it's weird. Cause huh. I, I think that happened within the last week, probably whenever the album got released. So that would Makes make sense. sense. But yeah, um, it's just weird how it all kind of coincides at once. Uh, speaking of coinciding all at once, it's a great cast uh, in this movie that I never heard of. Uh, that's on Netflix. This is where I leave you. 2014 movie. Um, it's kind of like a family dramedy type of thing. Uh, you know, father dies and then all the family has to come together and sit Shiva. And then it's huh. a dysfunctional family starring Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver, Corey Stroll, Rose Byrne, Jane Fonda, Timothy Oliphant, Dak Shepard. Big cast. You know, so it's it's just kind of like a family dramedy. We watched it Sunday night, the wife and I. So uh, it, was, it was a good watch. I enjoyed it. That must have just got added. To, I think so. It was yeah. a top 10. It was like, you know, in the top 10 list for uh, for Netflix. Because as I'm seeing the um, the trailer, I mean, the, the, the movie poster for it. Like, on online like it's i recognize like that whole thing with the family sitting in a row the other thing i watched too did you watch the murdaw um videos like that uh J- jules did yeah yeah so she yeah. was kind of filming me in on it but it was crazy like, i i yeah. told her when the news broke that uh he was guilty of the double murder and she yeah. was like, no shit and then immediately you know went to googling it and everything yeah it was uh i think it was a three episode like miniseries thing i don't know if they're gonna do a follow-up but that was uh very well done very interesting well, i i don't know how you pronounce it but there is like some study of looking at someone's face and then knowing whether they're good or evil you know it's like you oh yeah kinda, i've heard of that yeah it's like physiognomy or physiognomy i, I don't mm. know how you pronounce it but um but yeah like those guys are guilty <laughs> whatever they whatever it's called they have it you gotcha <laughs> Because the kid, the kid looked like a menace. Yeah, uh, the younger son, the younger son, absolutely did. I'm trying the, the, the older one, not quite as much, but the younger son, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Because the one, it's like Jules only told me bits and pieces, but he seemed like a real angry, angry kid. He was a um, loose cannon and a half. It was, yeah. it was, it was something. I wasn't gonna watch it either, but like, oh no, no, I was gonna watch it. I, I did right after it, but I thought it, the trailer was very interesting. Yeah, that was. Um, I think there's another one on HBO Max too called Low Country. It's oh yeah, also on them. That too. makes yeah. sense. Yeah, low country. Yeah. They, they, all right. You know what? I'm going to put you on the spot here, Wes. If you are watching, if you see a docu series come out, like let's just let's just say the Murdoch right now because you haven't watched it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you get a documentary from HBO uh, or docu series. Everyone look at HBO, Hulu, or Netflix. And what is your what one are you going to give a chance first? Which um, which streaming service? Probably Netflix. Probably Netflix and then HBO. I, we we unfortunately lost Hulu. Uh, so ooh, oh. you know, won't, won't be using that, but okay. yeah. But I mean, I, that's what I thought. So I talked to somebody the other day at, at the mm-hmm. comic shop and they were like, you know, Hulu does a better job with docuseries and, and documentaries. Like I thought Netflix was the number one for that kind of stuff. Like Hulu generally copied them or, or didn't huh. do as good. Yeah. But no, I, I, yeah, I thought Netflix does a pretty good job with them, you know? So that's just me. Everyone's got their preferences, you know, mm. everyone prefers Coke and Pepsi and it's all the same shit at the end of the day. This, this is true. Um, but Although, anyways. quick uh, quick side note. Did you hear that there is some study going around that Coke and Pepsi can boost your testosterone and possibly your, your girth? No. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. No. That's, that's been making the rounds. That is, uh, well, that is interesting. I don't think I'm going to test that one out anytime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I feel like there's like pretty strong science that drinking your calories isn't good for you. This is, uh, this is how Coke and Pepsi make their move to be relevant again. <laughs> yeah. This, this is just big soda, just uh big soda. Yeah. Just what are those things called? Um, 
I'm going to blank on it. I don't know. Uh, it's too bad. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm an idiot. Let's you know, just go. Think about it for a second. I'll take everybody through this week in the DSG. Yeah. Uh, so we got The Last of Us, Episode 8 just came out. Dork is going to be talking about that. Um, of course, the finale is coming up soon, and we'll get to that on our end shortly. Mac and Goo, uh, we got the I Think You Should Leave bracket that Billy D worked so hard to put out. Been listening to that episode. Not done yet. A lot of votes on that already, too. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, and let's see, uh, but PCP, probably why Billy D wanted to do some stuff with Mac and Goo, they continue their protest on mm-hmm. podcasting. TLDR, I mentioned earlier, we're doing Clear uh, and Hellboy, The Crooked Man, so an all-Dark Horse issue this week. I've heard it both ways. Is season five, episode, I think, did they just do 13? I didn't update that, so it's either 13 or 14. They're talking about Psych. If you like that show, what, listen to them. Uh, as for the streamers, you can find Doc on Twitch at Backcracker. You can find Shime at Shime Time. And then Dork does all of their video game playing over on the hashtag Dork YouTube page. Now, for our next week's episode here, so we've mm-hmm. done a little bit of uh, changing on the fly, and I want to propose to you one more Ooh. minor change on the fly here. So we okay. were going to do, uh, if you've been <clears throat> following along, original versus sequel, uh, Creed 3, uh, Rocky 3, right? So but we're like, all right, well, what if we do? We got so amped up on the fighting. Nick was like, what, what if we do the top 10 fighting movies here? Mm-hmm. What if we put together a like a fictional fight card? Ooh, ooh, and then have people vote on them. Yeah, so then maybe we don't have to like, maybe we don't have to watch all of those movies, but we can kind of put together some of like, again, Jean-Claude Van Damme from First Blood or something like that against okay. Jackie Chan against, you know, but they all have to be from the fighting, you know. Yeah, Boxer yeah. against boxer, UFC, UFC, that sort of thing. So we'll we'll come up with our own card beforehand. So it could yeah, be like we'll martial artist, you mix uh, mixed martial artists, like the UFC, mm-hmm. you know, heavyweight boxer, featherweight, whatever, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or even if it all is just mixed martial arts, why we think maybe it's all just in the octagon and then like their specific styles go up against one another there. So it's okay. almost like going back to our 1v1, 2v1 yes. or something like that. But maybe I'm just getting too crazier. So, you know, put a pin in it. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, I think that we should discuss this when we wrap this up, because I think that we could maybe do both um keep it simple okay so we'll but we're going to be doing some fighting stuff next week we'll do us the finale we're going to do that after everybody else give you guys a little more time to marinate on it and give ourselves a little more time to marinate on it too yes but we will be back same bat time same bat place as always stinky stinky